0: Hey, welcome to the Default Live podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're regular, welcome back. Chris, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> How was it? It was great.
1: Yeah, I went to Pizza Port with the family. Had an awesome time. Nice. And, uh, the one
0: in Obi. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I used to go there all the time uh, with friends and never imagined that. And, and there was always so many kids there. I never imagined one mm. day I'd be there with kids of my own. So <laughs> that, that was kind of cool. you're that guy in family. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I also learned uh, through Twitter that I share the same birthday as Sam Parr of My First Million. So that was exciting. Oh for yeah!
0: Me. <laughs> wow, small world, right? Hey, I think I share a birthday with at least one other person that I know. I can never remember. I, I could go look back at my Twitter and see who else responded, but there's a couple people. But Sam Parr is big time. Okay. That's a that's like sharing a birthday <laughs> with celebrity, right? That's
1: gotta be a good sign, huh? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. man.
0: Well, uh excited to, to catch up and um, do some updates. When was the last time that we did updates? I'm going to go back through our, our notion. But I feel like it's been a while. We did like our, oh yeah, I guess, I, I guess last time we did some updates, but it was also like introducing default adventures. And so this feels like more like getting back to normal.
1: Yeah, I think so. I feel like my life is just getting more back to normal too. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's good. Yeah,
0: it's always a reflection of real life. Um, yeah. Cool. You want to popcorn and kind of just go back and forth?
1: Yeah, I feel like you should kick us off. You you had some big stuff happen this week, so.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, the, the one that's kind of burning top of mind is a uh, dot uh, launching on Pride and um and it went really good despite it being like a super busy, super competitive day for product. I think there was like five or six other like indie hackers who launched also oh, in no that way. day. And so we were all like vying for the, you know, bootstrapper indie hacker support <laughs> all together. <laughs> and, um, so I think when we, I, I knew it was going to be hard immediately because I stayed up until like two, two thirty in the morning, the night that we launched. And, um, after the first hour we were in third, despite me like sending a bunch of emails, DMing everyone posting right away, like despite doing everything right, we were still third. And I was like, Oh boy, this is, I can already tell it's going to be really competitive, oh, wow. really hard. Um, and so then we dropped down to like fourth by the time I woke up and then down to fifth and like midday. And then towards the end of the day, fell out of the top five to number six. Um, but, uh, but despite that, again, like a whole bunch of, Support lots of traffic. I think to go through some of the numbers. I think we ended with like 540 upvotes for the day, Um, about 120 comments. We had about 3,000 page views to the site. I think over a hundred like email subscribers, and then we got about 70 people on the waitlist for SwipeWell as well, which is you know kind of the whole point. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Side project does marketing experiment. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seemed to be really well received. It was, um, it was a lot of fun launching a really long day, but, uh, I think we can call it a success despite not being the the number one part of, of the day.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So how, how much sleep do you get on a, a product hunt launch night <laughs> like
0: that, <laughs> man? Well, I think, you know, by the time I was like asleep, it was probably like two 45 and then woke up around nine, just because I wouldn't be able to function if I didn't get any more sleep and actually wake up. Right. Uh, so yeah, I got about six hours of sleep, and then like did a whole bunch of stuff. Had a regular work day, did some things at night as well. Um, so you know, it definitely feels like a long day because I'm, I'm also just always checking back on Twitter, checking back on Product Hunt, checking back on Reddit, on Hacker News, like all these places constantly, and so time moves slowly when you're like always looking at the numbers and yeah, keeping an eye on everything.
1: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the Reddit and hacker news experience.
0: Yeah, that was my, I think that was my first like real time trying to launch on uh, Reddit and on hacker news as well. Um, I knew that there were probably like for those types of sites, the headline is like the only thing that matters. So I was like, I wasn't expecting to do well like the first time, that's kind of what happened was, uh, I posted to, I think 10 different subreddits. Only one of them got traction, which was on the sub, uh, the, the copywriting subreddit, which is great. Cause that was like the best one, the most relevant one. Um, yeah, but like makes that sense. headline, I, I tested like a couple of different variations and like that headline, I can't tell whether it was the headline or just the fact that it was our copywriting, but that one ended up getting some traction, uh, and so uh, that went really well, got a decent amount of traffic from there. Got a, I think we're over 100 upvotes, and um, there's about 20 comments of people being like super positive and encouraging and no negative ones, <laughs> which was a big win. <laughs> um, I did get banned from three subreddits, which is super random because it, was, it just seemed like a normal post compared to everything else I could see on there. Like it wasn't just going around and like spamming it to like our entrepreneur and our startups you know it was like uh growth hacking just like randomly blocked me i was like oh all right cool Hmm. ironic but whatever um (laughs) and there was another one where i was like uh it's hard for me to remember like all the different ones now but um i think it was um i think it was like our digital marketing you know blocked removed i was like oh okay so you never really know but um but it did really well and everyone on the copywriting subreddit was really supportive and so that was nice to see and um, had some, some good traction there. Hacker News was similar too because I posted it and just like immediately flew into the ether and became invisible and disappeared. So I messaged Connor, I was like, hey, you wanna give this another run? Like don't use my headline, try something different. So he just like reversed it basically and uh, he posted it and it got onto the front page within like an hour And um, I think our top, like the highest we got was like 23 or something like that on the front page. So it wasn't like at the top, it wasn't super high. Um, Someone probably posted a number somewhere, but like Hacker News has insane traffic because even (laughs) even at 23, which I think we only stayed there for a couple of hours, we had like 500 visitors to the site just from that alone. I was like, whoa, imagine if we were number one like all day right. or something, you know, it's probably like tens of thousands, uh, right. or even like a hundred thousand. Um, but I would call that a success because we got, <laughs> you know, hundreds of visitors from hacker news. So, uh, I'll call that a win. Cool.
1: What was it like a show HN post or, or did you guys just post the website?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. show HN, Okay, um, yeah. which I wasn't sure about either at first and I tried that. And then, uh, Connor also did show HN, but then he like changed what we said. I could go through and see exactly what I found, but I think I I made it like um, show HN. I made a free copywriting prompt generator or something like that. And then he said show HN uh, practice copywriting with free prompt generator. So it was like, mm. wasn't like super different objectively, but just that small kind of rearrangement of words made all the difference.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, could also be timing and what else was being submitted and all of that. So, you never right. know,
0: Yeah. A whole, whole number of factors. Um, but yeah, overall doing really well. I was just checking, uh, the Google search console right before this and, uh, I was starting to get picked up for keywords like practice copywriting and practice or uh, copywriting prompts and copywriting exercises and free copywriting, uh, resource or something like that. And that's kind of like the real value that we're looking for is just that ongoing source traffic. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think in aggregate, when I, t- when I tallied it up, you were kind of expecting somewhere between like 500 to a thousand visitors a month for, uh, for copyright which is, you know, small relatively, but um, we could like dominate those, uh, those keywords and like, no, that's sort of on the like on the conservative end of things, anyways, and it's a good source of traffic, anyways. Very relevant for the people we want to reach.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I imagine something like a swipe well would be very useful for uh, people in the copywriting space.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's some other kind of secondary benefits I think to doing like a kind of a big launch and making a whole hub up about it because I think that if we had made it just like a swipe well subfolder or even like on a subdomain or just made it like i don't know like a an air table or like a no code thing on webflow we wouldn't have had the excuse to go and like make a big deal about it so that big personalities and influencers would see it or that i wouldn't have the excuse to go message them about it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so i messaged people like joanna weeb from copy hackers like one of the ogs and they have a huge like massive copywriting community and newsletter. And she was like, wow, this is amazing. I love this. I'm going to share this with the copy hackers community. I was like, Oh, oh wow. When, you know, that yeah. that alone makes it all worth it. And so those are kind of the, the other secondary benefits I think that we're looking for besides just like the launch on product and the search traffic. It's also about how do we get the right people to know about us and swipe well and, the other projects like copywriting prompts
1: yeah I, mean, I think what's what's awesome about it and why it has been successful so far is like obviously you you're building this as part of a strategic play to like you said dominate these certain keywords and um you know help grow the swipe well wait list but you also built something useful for a group of people copywriters yeah, right. and and you know if one of the ogs has said oh my gosh wow this is amazing uh, you, you know you really nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think um, you know one of the things we're going to be exploring a little bit later is an affiliate program. And so this is kind of like trying to plant some of the seeds that we can harvest later around like, hey, remember copywritingpromise.com, hey, there's SwipeWell, we'd love for you to be, you know, sort of figure something out where it's a win-win and you can be a part of promoting a tool like SwipeWell or rolling this out. You know, so there's, there's some more kind of formal promotion on their end. And um, so it's it's better when we're like adding value and just creating cool stuff for free first, and mm-hmm. then we can have those conversations later. That's awesome.
1: So this was then a custom app that you guys built. It's not like a, like you said, Airtable, Webflow, or something like that.
0: No, we we looked at the, the no code route, and um, we definitely could have easily done it with like a, a softer or an air table or even like a Webflow flow sync. Um, but we figured that it actually would have taken like more time to go that route just because I would have to kind of learn how to do that and go through like the whole design thing. And, uh, and it wasn't like the actual like connecting part that would take a long time. It's just like the actual site itself. And so mm-hmm. we are like, that'd be easy and wouldn't have to involve Connor anyway. But at the end of the day, it took him one day to just build it out. So we're like, well, yeah, let's let's just get this out the door. Um, It'll actually maybe even be more easy to maintain it that way because we can just make changes really quickly in the code instead of having to like fiddle with all the no code connections and where things live. Um, So yeah, we just ended up, I think, I think Connor might be connecting it to, air table that i originally created as the database using like a webhook, but i think actually he he might have just like loaded the prompts into a database and he's just grabbing them from there
1: yeah makes sense yeah that's awesome any any next steps for it
0: um no i don't think so i think we're you know we've got the the email drip going out so people can sign up to get a new prompt every day um the only other thing I need to do is like schedule out all the tweets. Um, I'm waiting on a feature from uh, Agorapulse, one of the swipe files sponsors. And I was like, hey, can you hook him up with a free account for this new project? And I'm like, oh, for sure. But then like there's 365, so I don't want to just sit there and manually upload <laughs> every one. And um, so they're working on like the CSV import feature that they like had, but they're recreating and it's supposed to get beta access. And like, that's the last kind of cherry on top. And then we'll probably just let it ride, maybe make some updates for like a 2.0 version this time next year or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah we did you, have, you, you planted play. the seed and now you can just sit back. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Back to the product side of things, um, yeah. to, the, to the real work. We did have a lot of ideas. I think actually it could be like its own product. It probably wouldn't monetize super well, but um, there were people on on Reddit who were leaving some really interesting ideas like, oh I'd love to be able to enter in my prompts to like save for later. And then this other person was like, Oh, I'd love to be able to enter it in and like you score me based on the prompt and like and you know, kinda like a headway meets uh copywriting prompts idea where it's like giving you advice about how to make your copywriting better based on the prompt. Um, mm. and then like, there was like a, people were talking about, Oh, this, we should have like a leaderboard and you should be able to like upvote people's <laughs> prompts and have a community. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> everyone <slowed> down. <laughs> like, that's a lot of stuff, you know? Um, so we might revisit some of those later, but, uh, keep it super simple for now.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And if not, there's a, Indie hacker business idea for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: If swipe doesn't work out, we can always try to monetize copyrighted.com <laughs> <laughs> or someone else can run with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. What about you? What's new?
1: Yeah. I've, uh, been getting back in the groove the last two weeks, which feels really good. Uh, I will say it, it does seem like every day. My to do list is getting longer, not shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll crank out three items and add five more to the list. So, yeah. uh, but it's all good. I mean, we're really in like, I would say a creative phase right now. Um, Noah and I are just brainstorming a lot of new ideas and hmm. brains. Brainstorming is almost the wrong word. Uh, it's are we're, we're just riffing off of ideas from conversations with customers. I've been talking to a lot of customers recently, uh, hmm it's like it always feels so good and uh i had a mentor be like well why don't you just schedule those calls regularly i was like you know i probably should do that (laughs) because it just it's always like it's like inspiring and and just reminds you that like this this product is you know providing value to people and to hear the the use cases one-on-one it's it's really helpful yeah um but yeah, so just, just coming up with, I mean, like I said, I feel like we we keep just adding more to the roadmap, but it's all good, exciting stuff. Um, the one in progress feature, and I'm, I'm trying to keep it to one these days, even though I, I sometimes we are <laughs> off, um, which I talked about last time, is this like uh, basically for each, uh, basically we're adding like a final step to the setup process that validates uh, kind of the overall setup that you did and, and make sure that there's... We see it in support. There's just common things um, that people miss or, or maybe set up incorrectly. And we're just going to have like these final checks to go through and alert them if, if there are any issues. Uh, so I mentioned that last time. Of course, we have since uh, had some major scope creep there. And uh, <laughs> now we're like, oh, we can like... Uh. There's, there's long overdue improvements to like the, the final page once you've finished the setup. Um, and it's funny, like the exact changes we're working on, we, we talked to a customer a few days ago and they mentioned this being like, like what we're working on there, which is, which is, uh, showcasing the the power-ups better and like more of like what you can do, not just the basic use case, uh, mm they were complaining, not complaining, but they were mentioning how that was hard for them to figure out. And we're like, perfect, we're (laughs) we're working on that right now. So um, yeah, just kind of a general theme of realizing there's, it's gotten to the point where it is a complicated product and there's a lot you can do with it. And we've put out some demos showcasing some really advanced uses but there are, there are many more ways we can better, uh, just better demonstrate the, the use cases. And so that's, that's kind of where we're
0: moving. Yeah, the, the more um, kind of advanced uses and it's also kind of more fun, right? I mean, I feel like that it's a difficult thing to do in SaaS when you're like, most people are gonna be doing pretty basic things and then you have like, some people who are gonna be a little bit more advanced and then like a tiny, well, not a tiny fraction, but in even less are going to be like really cutting edge. But that's also really like where the fun is when you're like, it's cool seeing people push to the limits and kind of, you know, go to the to the very edge of what's possible with Jet boost. But I like that idea, right? I think that that also probably is motivating instead of just going over the same. I always like that with bare with metrics where I'm going through really basic stuff like here's how you filter and I don't know. And then people ask me a question like, well, like, what does this number mean over here? And like my third month customer cohort retention court, uh, cohort and how I compare (laughs) that to my identity. I'm like, oh sick. Like, yes. Okay. Here's something interesting. Let me show you. And then you kind of, you can have fun with it.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the conversations that spurred a lot of this, are,
0: are you familiar with reloom? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like the component library for Webflow and stuff.
1: Yeah, so for, for anyone listening that's not in the Webflow space or not familiar with it, uh, yeah, Reloom is is a component library built by, uh, like a th- you know, some uh, third-party team outside of Webflow. Um, it's, it's, like, shot up in popularity since they launched it, I think, end of really? last year. Yeah, and it's just... Eh it's not really a one-to-one comparison but you could kind of think of it like tailwind where it's like these building blocks um that are mostly fairly unstyled uh so you can you you get like the skeleton and then you can really make the website your own Mm -hmm. um and it has a lot of advantages over starting from like a pre-built template um so, yeah, those guys, I mean, they have been absolutely killing it in the Webflow space and uh, and really created a product that has, like, changed the game as far as, like, build times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are building Webflow projects in a tenth of the time using Reloom. Yeah, wow. So, they are they use Jetboost uh, on their component library to, to, like, allow people to search for components easily, to filter and, and do all of that. Uh, bookmark their favorite components and so they're heavy jet boost users and finally i don't know why i waited so long but uh we finally had a conversation with them this week and it was just i mean i love their team uh it, it was an awesome conversation we're talking about how can we collaborate more and and build more of a deeper partnership oh yeah and yeah so super excited about that And they are exactly as you described, one of these like advanced users pushing the boundaries of Jetboost. And so it's kind of gotten me back in the mindset of like, oh, here's these things that they need that we either sort of provide or don't provide yet, but we can. um, And that's what we're pushing towards. And it, it almost reminds me of like the early days where like MakerPad was our biggest customer and... Ben would hit me oh, up and be yeah. like, Oh, I need this. I need that. And then I build that. And then like more and more people, you know, would end up using the same thing. Cause he, he was just so in the middle of it. Mm. Um,
0: Cause they're so, like educating and teaching people like here's exactly. what's possible. And people see that like, Oh, that's sick. I want to do that too. And then they have Reloom to basically just go and implement it super quickly. Yeah. It's crazy. I, there's actually a, uh, the coworking space
1: I go to, there's a, a guy that works in web. Uh, he's like a webflow, uh, eight, runs a webflow agency. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Randomly enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he's the first like in real life, uh, not at a webflow meetup webflow person I've, I've met. With yeah, school. that's cool. Um, but yeah, one, one day he was like, dude, what Reelum's doing with Jetboost is so sick. And I was like, yeah, it really is. Like I really need to <laughs> get more connected with those guys and, and mm-hmm. see what we can do. So is that what's, yeah, it? that's been, that's been a, that's been a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. them and,
0: and a few other conversations that we've had. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That, I, that's a really, I think that's a good analogy comparing to MakerPad and sort of like the potential of what they can provide just mm-hmm. being like a, a big, like advocate, um, for jet boost, but, just like a really big example, like the, a big public example, man, that's so powerful.
1: Yeah, and again, it's it's always like the best features and products that we put out come out of like real world use cases and real world requests, um, and yeah, we we've, we've got some stuff that we're gonna start very soon. That's I I think gonna be real exciting for people. Man,
0: yeah, I'm excited to hear what it is. You're teasing us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's what's mostly been going on for me cool a couple updates on the swipe well side of things uh, we finally passed the 1,000 people on the wait list uh which is sweet to see i think it's actually a little Ooh. bit lower because we have some like unlegitimate um email signups or just like emails in general i, I mentioned it but the uh or i mentioned it to the maker but we're using this like off-the-shelf tool for the waitlist uh, to be able to share. And basically when you sign up, you get redirected to a page where then you're encouraged to go and like uh, refer other people to the waitlist and you can move up the, the waitlist ladder, so to speak. And um, But the one drawback is that they don't validate the emails. And so we've had some people kind of like game it. Actually, I think it's just <laughs> one person tried to game it. It didn't really get them very far. Um, and we just kind of had to remove the emails, but I didn't notice them until I was like scrolling through, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, you know, we got this, this big spike and like half of them were illegitimate. I was like, Oh, that's kind of a bummer. So anyways, it's over a thousand. Well, I'll, you know, I'll take the W there, but, um, some of those are illegitimate. Uh, I think soon we'll be at a legit 1000. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome.
1: But basically, sorry, go ahead did you give that person access? I mean, clearly they were, they were very motivated to, <laughs> yeah. to move up the way. No, yeah.
0: Yeah. Send them an invite. Actually they haven't to schedule an onboarding call yet, but, um, they're a real person. And, uh, I, yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't hurt us in any way. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. There's also something like, it's also out of their control to like sometimes they'll post it in like a Facebook group or something and then someone else tries, tries to game it. So like, what I mean, is like, mm-hmm. it's not that person trying to game it. It's more like the system can be gamed in some way. And one person have happened to have generated a lot of illegitimate emails. It's not their fault that necessarily goes, right? that we know of. Um, yeah. So I have, we're basically, I think we're now in this phase where uh, I might've mentioned before, we kind of outlined, all right, for certain milestones in this kind of like pre-launch phase, uh we want to have certain features done and then move to this stage and so like the first stage was all wait have to get an invite and the second stage will be like uh you still have to join the waitlist but then like you'll be able to sign up yourself without having to hop on a call with me and then the third stage will just be like generally available for anyone to sign up and start using it on their own and so we're like just about to enter this like phase two where i've sent I schedule all the emails to send out all the like onboarding call invites through the end of this month. And then after that, like the waitlist will keep growing, but then it'll just be all self-serve after that. Because um, again, we keep doing a lot of these onboarding calls, which are amazing. We learn a ton. I just had one right before this. and uh, But like the learnings are getting smaller and smaller and like more and more nuanced. And we're hearing a lot of the same big feature requests over and over again so we have like a super crystal clear idea of like what people want how they're using it uh what the onboarding experience should look like like have basically most things answered so um with that thousand people waitlist i think that we're going to be able to make good use of it towards the end of the month and start rolling it out more publicly available
1: awesome wow that's exciting
0: yeah Yeah, along with that too, we just got Stripe all hooked up and um, we basically have like a founding customer deal. I won't get too far into it, but because we're still figuring out some of the details, but it'll just basically be like a a one-time discount for anyone who signs up as one of our first customers. And then they'll also have kind of priority um, kind of input into the roadmap and what we think we should prioritize. Um, But anyways, we can take customers now. Uh, which is exciting. We don't have (laughs) one yet because people haven't like hit the limits. We have a freemium model. It'll be 50 swipes for free. Um, But soon enough, we should have our first customer as well.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it'll all, we're we're like delaying a lot of gratification, a lot of revenue because of just the way that we're doing things, but it's all kind of like all the potential is there with the wait lists and with every user that we invite. Um, so it'll kind of like the slow drip or really slow growth rate at first, but, uh, everything's there a lot more potential to ramp things up. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else on, on the swipe ball side? Um, let's see. I think the last feature we, we um, just shipped was bulk imports, which is pretty sweet because, um, basically allows you to upload up to 100 images at a time and then you can like bulk apply tags and uh, it'll just grab like the titles and you can change each one manually if you want to. Um, but that was a big request for people who either had a whole bunch of files on hand already or were using something like Google Drive or Notion um, because now they can just port that over instead of having to upload each one manually <laughs> starting from scratch. Ooh, that's huge. Um, and yeah, I think the way that Connor did it was really really smart we went through like a few different kind of options for how it should work and what it should look like and I think the option that we landed on works really well uh, because you can kind of like zoom in or zoom out it'll start zoomed out where you upload it and then you can just like choose which ones you want to bulk apply a tag to or you can like zoom into each one and then click through and just like quickly make notes or change the title to each one if you really want to more for mm. like, if you're doing like 10 at a time, for example. But um, yeah, I really nailed that one. The The other thing, which I haven't really done anything with yet, but I'll just kind of give a tease for uh, the next kind of marketing experiment, is doing some programmatic SEO. Uh, so I did a bunch of keyword research. Originally, my list started growing pretty large around like different articles we could write on like, you know, 15... Facebook ad examples or like, uh, best YouTube ad examples. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, if I'm like making a curating a swipe file for these anyways, why don't we just make the swipe file, the content itself. And so a lot of the technical aspects we still have to like work out. I think that we'll be able to make it work, but we need to massage it. But basically I'll kind of create collections in SwipeWell. For each of the publicly facing ones that we want to put on the site. And it'll be like swipewell.app slash examples slash whatever the collection name is. So it'll be like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, you know, vintage, uh 1970s, newspaper ads, like however granular we want to get. Um and then each page will be generated based off of a template instead of me like writing the content. And they'll there'll be some things I can kind of fill in here and there, but, uh, we'll be able to start assembling these pages. And that has, I think like, I mean, based on the keyword research, I've seen like massive, massive potential mm. for, for traffic. So this won't be something that we get done in a week or even a month. <laughs> There's a, a lot of work to do there. But, um, I think that the way that we're going about it is pretty promising. And, um, uh, especially on the programmatic route. I'm pretty excited about because we'll be able to do that w- much quicker than if we were to like create each page and piece of content individually.
1: Yeah. That feels super interesting.
0: Yeah. I've always wanted to, to do like a programmatic SEO kind of thing and experiment. And then when I kind of like piece together and I was like, Oh yes, like this is definitely the way you should go about this and um, potential for tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of monthly visitors if we rank really high for all of them, which we won't, but, um, still a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: So to start, that would just be, uh, like these collections that you guys are curating.
0: Yeah. Like literally out of my account. And then we have some yeah. naming conventions to kind of delineate which ones I only have public ones or I'm like, this is my big job right now. I'm not working, not worried about my own swipe file at this point, more worried about marketing swipe well and helping others do that. But, uh, yeah, so I have, I think 178 collections in my account. And, um, so I plan on basically just like chipping away at each one, having a goal for each collection to have like 20 to 30 at least. And then moving on, you know, kind of just working through it, one by one. Cool. Could it, could it be potentially user
1: generated in the future?
0: You know, it could. And that's, that's what I was originally thinking was, you know, why don't we have people just choose to expose a swipe, uh, publicly. And then we would kind of grab that, put it into a feed and then automatically create filters and pages based on what's applicable. But, we would have to wait a long time to do that. (laughs) So that that still might be like an option for the future, maybe like a V2 of this or just like another thing in and of itself. But one, we need like a critical mass of users to want to do that. Um, And we'd have to like build in all the infrastructure to be able to handle it, which is almost like a product in of itself a little bit. Um, And it's related to things that we're going to be building, but haven't built yet. And so once we build it, then that'll be easier. So it's kind of like, we'll revisit this in like a year or two. uh, And maybe that'll make more sense. But for now, if we just want to like get it done and start having content, um, we'll just do it our way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wish that we could from day one because then I wouldn't have to do the work, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be a lot easier from my standpoint. But um, I'm, I'm very willing and eager to do that work if, if it means that we start ranking for things next month instead of uh, a year from now. Yeah,
1: and like you said, even if it was open to all users, you would probably still have to do that work because you're going to need to seed it initially. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the other thing too is, you know, I think we'll probably have plans to allow people to create profiles and then make collections publicly available, or even like they could charge for them if if they want to. Um, But when we're like, if we're the ones aggregating everyone's swipes, then it kind of also brings in some hairy stuff like censorship and moderation and um, duplicates and like all these things that are just not fun to deal with. And so this bypasses all that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. Oh, man. Yeah. Now my, like, wheels are spinning. Uh, Just thinking about, like, the... Yeah, so across, like, everyone's account, the types of, like, data analysis or aggregation you could do. uh, Like, even, like, a top 10, like you said, YouTube ads list. You can almost generate that from like what are the most popular youtube ads that all of our users are are swiping Mm, mm -hmm. assuming you know the data is like tagged appropriately and all of that
0: right yeah eventually that might be a really good way to do it where we're kind of um it's not even like a user-facing thing of like make this public or add this to uh the public swipe file or whatever we call it it's more like we're just grabbing it um that would probably a much be a much better approach
1: Yeah. That might be, that might be really interesting.
0: Yeah. Cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, yeah (laughs) for now, super excited. I was just, there's a lot of technical bits to, you know, it's programmatic SEO. So you have to have everything like perfectly lined up (laughs) so that it all works right. And you do it right the first time that you don't have to like reverse something really hairy, like a, you know, URL structure and, um, Meta descriptions and the titles and you know all that stuff we just need to have dialed in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jump. Jump. Uh, back to the the Stripe integration. This just came to my mind. H- yep. Have you guys done the first uh, like live charge test yet?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connor did.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. weird yeah. the notification. I was like, $6. Right. It was like,
1: oh, wait, what? Oh, okay, it's test data. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I think it's like, at least back when I tried it, I feel like it was like t- technically against their terms of service. You're not supposed to mm-hmm. test in live, but which right. is like, I'm sure everyone violates that. <laughs> everyone.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. When we were at Barometrics, that was one of the big things. They were like, how do we exclude all the customers that we create every month when we test things? You know, it was like, Sometimes it was like thousands of dollars at MRR that was just like fake wow. because it was their own. They're just charging their own cards. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, we have a feature for that. But I was just, you know, it's mind-boggling when you actually get into it. Yeah, that's funny.
1: Yeah, it's always weird, though, like the first time you see some sort of payments in your live account, even when it's <laughs> when it's you testing it, you're just like, oh, wow, this is this is real.
0: Yeah, right. It makes it feel a lot more real. I think we're at this point, too, where, you know, Connor's been – working like a machine building everything and I had the easier job of just promoting and partnering and getting the right people in the room and playing a little bit more like product manager around distilling feedback and stuff like that but that kind of early motivation only lasts so long and so I think like the next motivation that we need is revenue (laughs) so this comes (laughs) at a good time of like all right, sweet here's like our next source of dopamine to continue on with this thing
1: yeah Revenue is an extremely strong, powerful source <laughs> of dopamine.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff.
0: What else for you? What's new? We're top of mind. Mm, yeah.
1: I mean, I've got some, some general topics we can riff on, but yeah. Other than you that. I, I've yeah. Got so kind of more
0: general stuff too. So
1: cool. Um, yeah, I had a super fun experience recently. Um You you listen to Framework Friends, right? So I that's, do. Yeah, I try yeah. to keep up, you know. A lot of it a lot of it's over my head, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, that is one of my uh new uh, favorite new podcasts or newer podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think they've done maybe it's like really five well or six. done. Like the production really value well
0: is top notch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um and so, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, that's like basically a Rails um, developer. Well, developers kind of under, <laughs> calling either of them developers, <laughs> underselling them, um, but, but a Rails guy <laughs> and, uh, yeah, gods, <laughs> uh, a Laravel, and, and they basically talk about the two two web frameworks and uh, sometimes have people on from other web frameworks, or just general developer ecosystems. So if you're into dev stuff like me, it's, it's, it's a fun lesson. Um, but yeah, I actually got an opportunity to go up to LA and meet Andrew, who's one of the co-hosts, um, which is really awesome. Uh, one of my goals this year has been to meet just like interesting people doing mm. interesting things and, and he like easily qualifies for that. Um, so yeah, I, I've just been putting myself out there a lot more this year and it's, it's really it's like it's fun it's been uh you know just yeah it's just just been awesome uh and yeah we had a great time up in LA and you know he he's like started this Rails SaaS conference basically out of thin air uh and is putting that on in the fall and, and just like doing it over the top in Hollywood and Uh, so I got to see the, the venue where that's going to be at and like the rooftop pool and all of that. So, man, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. The, the point was like, just like actually being intentional or intentional about meeting people and, and like reaching out to people and being like, Hey, like what I think, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, has, has been pretty beneficial for me this year. So, Mm -hmm.
0: oh yeah. 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 Speaking of which the, uh, the kind of like new flood of India, of San Diego folks that we've had, has been really fun and really encouraging. Yeah, No, thanks to you and Colleen and, uh, basically like the moniker crew. (laughs) Um, I know, I know, but I feel like it's, it kind of has like a, a new life to it. You know, it's cool seeing new faces, lots of really, really interesting people.
1: Yeah, that's been super fun. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's always awesome meeting a founder who's, you know, you, you, you probably haven't seen them on Twitter or heard about their business or anything. And they're just like, you know, they're, they're making real revenue and they're, uh, they've got customers and it's just like, there's just so many of those, these like indie hacker type people out there, Mm -hmm. um, that, that, you, you have never met in our, you know, in your own city. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I know. It's really awesome. I, I want to meet more people in person too that, uh, you know, are inspiring or at least similar levels or definitely like want to meet more people that are at the next stage, um, of business as, as well. didn't make it a MacroConf. I'm actually not sure if we're going to make it to, uh, to founder summit this year either just with like scheduling stuff and other trips and commitments we have. Um, mm-hmm. my niece is getting married and there's a whole thing. <laughs> She's the same age as me. That's a That's a whole other thing. But, uh, but I've been bummed cause I, I all these chances come up and then I'm like, ah, oh, I can't do it again this year. But that's always top of mind is meeting connecting with new interesting people.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, I think being in person really helps a lot. Uh, you know, the, one of the conversations Andrew and I had because he has previously sold a, a SaaS business, um, Churnbuster, Churn right? Churnbuster. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did really well with that. And, you know, so he, uh, you know, basically we we're talking about some of the challenges. And I said, one of the things that I've struggled with is, is hiring. And uh, he gave me some good ideas around that for hiring developers. And uh, mm. he's hired, I mean, at this point, because uh, he's now like CTO at a big company. Um, I mean, he, he's hired tens or, I don't know, maybe hundreds (laughs) of developers at this point. So, uh, yeah, really, really just helpful to, like you said, find people who are maybe a little further along than you and, and
0: learn from them. That's cool. Are you planning on going to, uh, what is it called? SAS rails con for Rails SAS con for
1: yeah, rails, rails, SAS conf, uh, I really want to, I mean, I'm not really in the rail space anymore, uh, oh, but they right. have, yeah, they've, they've got like a prolific speaker lineup. Uh, I mean, what, what's so cool to me about it as a conference is obviously it's, it's everyone building SaaS on top of rails. Um, but also it's, it's all these people who are running, like I said, like real businesses doing real revenue and, and maybe you've, uh, you know, Andrew was saying, he's like, maybe you haven't heard of some of these speakers before, but I can assure you, like, I know them all. I've I vetted everyone and I can tell yeah. you like they're, they're killing it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. It's, it's not just like the rails conf, it's the SaaS rails conf. So yeah. it's like that very specific application of rails and people in SaaS.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a phenomenal idea for a conference, uh, that mm-hmm. other, tech stacks and, and frameworks and spaces could, could steal from. Uh, yeah. 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 Cause there, the, <laughs> there, there was definitely, it's funny. I mean, the the day we were hanging out is when he opened up the ticket sales and he's just getting Stripe notification, Stripe notification. <laughs> and he's starting to get worried because he's like, I, I think I I oversold this conference. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah. So like the whole day we were together, he was getting more and more worried, you know, as he's generating more and more revenue for, for
0: the conference. But, uh, it was, it was I heard time. that story in the podcast. Pretty that's pretty nuts. He like didn't really anticipate that much, you know, volume and then you guys are out all day having fun and he's having to go find a quiet place in the evening to go fix everything <laughs> and <laughs> refund people and try to right. get all the numbers straight. Right. Yep. That's cool. That's really fun. Um you can tell me if maybe this is too long a conversation for now, but We've gotten a couple of uh, kind of deals that have come through for Default Alive Ventures, possible SaaS acquisitions. We've looked at one. Actually, there's one I need to send you. It came through my inbox uh, just through someone else kind of randomly reaching out. Um, But it made me think, you know, there's kind of an opportunity cost of buying a SaaS and that once you buy one, then... immediately can't go out and buy another right it's only unfortunately only a finite amount of money that we have and time to commit to um and i don't know it's interesting because for any deal that we evaluate it's it's not just like is this good but is this do we think that this is as good or better than a deal that might come through the door in the future at least you know in the near term so that you know we don't have to turn another one down, but it's like, yeah. once you're in it, you know, you're in for that one. You can't just like go buy another one next month and sell off the old one. I don't know. Have you thought about that?
1: Yeah, I have. I, I have definitely felt that, um, th- I'm going to go off on a complete tangent, but I promise I'll bring it back. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, I've, I've felt this too, uh, so we've been, you know, obviously we're moving to Chicago. We've, we've been trying to rent a place and it's been a lot more competitive to, we're trying to rent a house and um, it's just been, it's been harder than we expected. Um, but we finally got one that it looks like we're the leading oh. uh, applicants and should Sweet. hopefully be signing something next week. Yeah. All that's great. But at the same time, as soon as we kind of got the, the lead there, it's like, we haven't stopped looking around and now we're like, Whoa, did we like commit too early? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, maybe there's a, there's one that's just a little bit better for us. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's that same type of feel. I mean, I've seen it, you know, we, we, we had a couple or had one call and, uh, you know, and have discussed some of the other ones that have come through and it's that opportunity cost is real and it's hard to, it is a little bit hard to just pull the trigger and commit, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, man. It, it, that's definitely a hard part. Um, I feel like I normally mean, can for I these just types say of like Good. No, I'm
1: also I've been uh, again, and this is probably maybe less of a surprise to you, but I've been like shocked at how much inbound we've gotten because I yeah, was basically yeah, expecting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's been that's been really cool, and appreciate everyone
0: who's who's reached out. Hmm. Yeah, I think also just like again, when you make a kind of a big hubbub about it and you, you launch it and you announce it, then it's just like you have some mind share and people remember for later because selling a business isn't something that happens every day. So it's gotta be yeah. top of mind for when that does happen. Um, but yeah, I've, I've also been pleasantly surprised with the deals that have come through the door so far. But, um, yeah, I feel like normally I'm not someone to like sweat the details about this kind of thing where it's like, I'm not trying to find like the perfect, Deal, right. The perfect business to buy, and I'm also not just not gonna like twiddle my thumbs and wait around for that to happen. It's better to just kind of like get in the game, and uh, and there probably won't be like a massive, massive difference between a good and a slightly better SaaS business to buy. Like I don't know, you're, you're pinching pennies, right? But um, it yeah, it is. I think it, the hardest part is it's easy. It's easier, I think, to pull the trigger on one when you're looking at like a a whole list of micro listings and you're like, this is obviously the best one here. We want yes. to do this one first. But when you then open it up to like inbound and you're sort of just like waiting for new ones, you're like, what's going to come next week? What's <laughs> going to come next month? Like it totally shifts the mindset and like the way that you evaluate them.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I've, I've a hundred percent felt that.
0: Yeah. That's something we're going to have to, we're going to have to consider because there is, there's total opportunity costs and we do have to be mindful about that. Not too mindful, but we, we have to at least consider it. And so for any deal that comes to the door, it's like, well, do we, do we think that there is something out there better so as not to compromise? Um, Cause there's also like a kind of a FOMO, you know, aspect of like, well, the churn is high, but you know, it's like, well, okay, well, also mm-hmm. y- you do want to kind of sit your guns around your criteria, what you're looking for and what's acceptable. Right. And like
1: you said, we're both not trying to find like the perfect deal. And we've been looking at this just as an experiment and we want to experiment. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So anyways, one of those, uh, things we'll have to keep in mind, but I, You know, obviously I've thought about this before, but now again, being in it, it's like more real. I was just like, man, there's a big opportunity cost (laughs) for buying a SAS. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know if we, if we will buy another, even after we buy our first one. So it's like, yeah, you know, you want to be happy with the one that you buy for sure. It's, there's a lot of weight to it. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So those are the big things top of mind for me anything else um you want to chat about top of minds new for you
1: no nothing's coming up
0: cool well i'll this save uh, a, uh,
1: yeah no sorry go
0: ahead i was gonna say i'll save my one other item for next time it's not really that interesting so <laughs> uh, we're already going fairly long as usual uh yep. so i'll prolong it too much longer perfect cool All right. Well, hey, we'll have all the links and the show notes. Appreciate everyone who sent us deals through Default Alive Ventures. Um, And we'll see you in the next one.